Happy Easter, everybody. Happy Easter, guys. Lent has ended. Yeah. I know technically it was a few days ago, but went on into technicalities. <laughs> so before we uh, begin our uh, our reflections here, why, uh, why don't we go back to uh, asking the Blessed Mother to just uh, be with us, intercede with us, walk with us, uh, just as... Uh, as the prophet Simeon in uh, the beginning of Luke's gospel uh, at the at the presentation of the Lord in the temple had said that uh, the sword will pierce your your heart and 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 the blessed mother had been described as pondering all of these things in her heart uh, the sufferings that our Lord would undergo in her heart she also pondered the resurrection in our heart with great joy. And so with the intercession of the Blessed Mother today, why don't we just ask her to unveil for us the beautiful joys uh, that we celebrate here in the resurrection. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. And today we're going to pray the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mother, that never was it known, that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought that intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto you, O Virgin of Virgins, my Mother. To you do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. How's your Easter been so far? <laughs> did your pastor leave you eggs? Did he? The, was there an Easter egg hunt in, in the rectory? No. <laughs> I just wonder how that worked. I'm not a priest. <laughs> no, we, for the most part, being that we've all been at the Easter vigil, every single year that I've experienced it has been, uh, just give me my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that's true. laughs> and, leave. and don't talk to me. Keep me in silence until I have to actually go and speak publicly. <laughs> Christ has risen, damn it. It's <laughs> useful. <laughs> we could laugh again. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I, I thought, I, I thought at least out of all the different images that I could come with to express the joy of the resurrection to the to the students here at SJB. I had used the the image that I had come across when you and I were in NCYC, uh, you know, the National Convention there for the, uh, for young people uh, in November. Uh, it, there was this beautiful, I think, a beautiful image uh, that one of the guys who was selling uh, merchandise had a, a hoodie sweatshirt, mm -hmm. uh, just plain uh, on the front. Uh, with the words chosen, ironically, not related to the TV right. show, uh, on the sleeves of the hoodie, it said child of God. But then on the back, it had to me what was a very large, beautiful version of the yellow smiley face. Mm -hmm. Those of us who are fans of the movie Forrest Gump, we will know that Forrest Gump gave us the image of the the big yellow smiley face. It's the origin story. It's the origin story of that. But I don't know about you. I never was a fan of that image. Uh, I had nothing that against. Sounds like something, that sounds like something I would say, not you. <laughs> nothing against. I'm the grumpy one of the group. <laughs> but it's it's a perfect, clean smile, mm -hmm. and it's like I don't relate to that smile. I don't, and I think that's why, like this image on the back of this hoodie sweatshirt which was the 
same image of the, of the yellow smiley face, but it was done up a little different. It was cracked right down the middle. Mm-hmm. It was stained on certain parts of the face. There were a couple of pieces missing in the like in the smiley face, and uh, it was like kind of like burnt and frayed in some uh, like some parts of it. And I had fallen in love with it because I said I can relate to this dude. Like this image on the back of this hoodie sweatshirt is broken, stained. He looks like he's got, kind of gone through hell at moments of his life, and yet he's still smiling. You could see the wounds. Yeah, you yeah. could see the wounds. Yeah. And yet you're still smiling. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was, a, for me, a beautiful visual, not only of my soul on a hoodie sweatshirt, but also the reason why we have great joy for Easter. It is a um, something that's so difficult for, for us to, to comprehend. That might be the most obvious statement I've ever made in this podcast. By far. The resurrection is hard to comprehend, just in case you weren't sure. That totally surpasses Sir Topham Hat. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the, the things we wanted to focus on, on too, and, it, and it, it, this is going to lend itself to what you just said about the smiley face. And, and I, how many times did you do, get that homily? About 20, 25 times? Oh, gosh. Yeah, you get just a about religion so. classes here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I split it up. Yeah, it was about fifteen times. So the concreteness of our lives, in the joys and the wounds, and the culmination that we can still be filled with joy, is based on real things. It's not based on theory. It's not based right. on this idea of of Christ, but rather it's it's based on the concrete reality of Him. And I was reminded of this when I was listening to. Monsignor Alessetti, who uh, passed away recently. He was a, a brilliant, brilliant uh, Puerto Rican um, uh, priest who um, was a, a great confidant of um, John Paul II, actually. You know, oh, really? An advisor. Yeah, I just learned that. And uh, just a, a fantastic speaker. And he was talking about the man born blind. And that's the, the, the story of the man's just sitting there. And there is a discussion about why he was blind. Was it something his parents did? Was it something that he did? He's not part of the conversation. He's just sitting there listening. Like, mm-hmm. why are these people talking about me? Then Jesus comes. First of all, he doesn't know Jesus. Secondly, he can't see him anyway. Jesus makes mud with his spit, puts it in his eyes. And the man born blind is be thinking, like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> <Right>. why, why <laughs> is all this happening to me? I'm just sitting here minding my own business. But the point was... The only thing that the man says is, I know one thing. I was blind and now I can see. The rest of the stuff didn't matter. You know, all that, whose fault was it? Even how did Jesus do it? When did he do it? Was it on the Sabbath? Did he do this? Did he do that? Exactly. I was blind and now I can see. And and to me, that is the, the thing that gives me the most joy and think about the resurrection, that in a concrete way, my life has been changed and will continually be changed by that concrete event that happened, you know, not the story in the book, but the, the actual thing that happened, you know, yeah, the encounter, the encounter mm. with Jesus. Like, yeah. For me, like the power of the resurrection yeah. in my life, the power of Jesus's resurrection in my life is like... The very reason why, no matter how stained, broken, yeah. uh, you know, lost or whatever, 
like I feel like in that image that I relate to, I know one thing that no matter how dark life has gotten or what life has thrown at me, I can still genuinely smile. Mm -hmm. And that's because of the resurrection. There's a scene from The Chosen that we both love. And well, I think we love all The Chosen anyway. Um, mm -hmm. But there's a early in, or I guess early in season one, uh, Mary Magdalene, who had been um, possessed by demons, is is um, worked on by Nicodemus to try to get those demons out. And, and he can't. He sees her again after Jesus had encountered her, after Jesus had had that concrete experience with her and brought the demons out of her. And, and Mary is trying to explain it very similar to the biblical story of the man born blind. The story I'm telling is, is not as biblical as, as the first one. But Nicodemus says, well, how did this happen? He was like thrilled for her, but tell me how it happened. And Mary says this line, I was one way and now I'm completely different. And the thing that happened in the middle was him. Yeah. You know? And um, I, I think that's my my prayer for myself, my prayer for my family, and my prayer for everybody, that that we know that the, the the things that happen in our lives, our encounters, the concrete encounters with Him through the Eucharist, through other people, can can be life changing. And and to piggyback on something we were talking about yesterday, help us imagine what the world could be like if if we live that reality every day. I think I think Pope Francis had made the correlation in the scriptures a few Easter's ago about uh, the importance of understanding the empty tomb in the gospel that we hear for Easter Sunday uh, in John's gospel. He didn't focus on people; he focused on the empty tomb, and and he was talking about how like the 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 closed tomb is a, is a place of of darkness. And there's, there's no light that, um, that breaks forth. There's no hope in, in a, in the closed tomb. Uh, there's nothing, there's nothing but death and despair. Um, and, and with, and without, without a real understanding of who Christ is and, and what the resurrection is in our life, then you and I cannot get out of that dark tomb. But he says that when when we have that great encounter with Jesus in our lives and we allow him to take up this beautiful space in a relationship with us and, we, and we're drawn and like we, we desire him more and we let him in, our lives become the open, empty tomb, which is a place of great hope, which is becomes a, a place of like, that empty tomb becomes a place of great joy. Because uh, no matter what death or or uh, despair had been uh, kind of thrown our way by life, we know that there is a way to get out of it, you know, and through it, <laughs> and that's our relationship with Him. And once again, the gospel turns the world on its ear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody made this up because yeah. it just makes no sense. Exactly. So you live it, and it makes sense. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and, yeah. And, and, it's the it's very thing. You you can't explain three quarters of the stuff that you encounter in your heart. <laughs> no. And and you and then you have the the other quarter that you're trying to explain, you can't really explain with great clarity. No. 
Or at least if you're me, you can't explain it with great no. clarity. <laughs> you just Go to somebody me, else. You left me an opening there, but I'm not even going to take it because, it's, <laughs> because I think it's with anybody. Wait, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, too, it's too mysterious, but you throw yourself into it. Yeah. 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 I think we're done. Okay. Listen, everybody on this beautiful note, mm-hmm. uh, allow the resurrected Christ in our lives, allow him to fill you with great joy and with great hope, not only this day, but throughout this season of our lives, that we may be a reflection of the broken smile and of the empty tomb. And, and thank you so much for for listening. We we really make fun of you more than any anything for like why you're listening to us. <laughs> yeah. But in all sincerity, thank you. It, uh, thank you. It, it makes uh, us have a reason to get together and and talk about these things, which we probably wouldn't. And you know, and we're just we're we're grateful that our schedules have allowed for us to be able to put these little snippets forward mm-hmm. uh, during this um, this two week little break that we've had uh, during the school year. Uh, and so we hope it wasn't overwhelming. We hope it was I- insightful and helpful uh, on this uh, journey through Holy Week for you. God bless. God bless, guys. If you would like to contact Father Dave or me, please follow us on Facebook at Locusts and Wild Honey. We appreciate your comments on all platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Please tell us what you think and share with your friends.